Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of So You're Gonna Die, or if you're following the Red Wings number of, of, uh, of episode numbers, this would be a Lucas Raymond, a current Detroit Red Wing, by the way, who's uh, a young up-and-comer. I think he's gonna be fantastic uh, his entire career, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, <clears throat> also, I guess in the background, I'm listening to music. I will not be turning it off. I don't think it's gonna be too loud. Uh, for anyone, uh, this is a lovely album of Spoon of uh, They Want My Soul. Everyone should check them out. It's a fantastic uh, band and album. All right, so it's been quite some time since I've had an episode. Uh, I was, uh, I think I did it for maybe a week and a half or whatever. Uh, where I had episodes every single day, kind of like keeping everybody up to kind of up to speed of what was going on with me. Um, but what ended up happening was I ended up having a stroke, and that this kind of was not that important for me to do. Um, other things were important for me to do, I guess. Uh, cancer got in the way. Uh, lots of problems. Uh, of course, uh, a stroke is definitely um, probably high on the list of, maybe the highest on the list of how uh, cancer is finally going to kill me. Um, <clears throat> it's going to finally uh, stroke me out. Uh, in my particular case, it's because I'm in so much uh, physical pain all the time uh, and it has increased so much throughout the years that my blood pressure, my vitals are, are incredibly dangerous right now, hovering around 200, which isn't good at all. I don't really feel any different there. Everyone else is freaking the fuck out. Of course, when I had my stroke, I had a stroke where, um, I forget the, it's, uh, for one thing, there's a lot of different kinds of strokes, and uh, which I did not know. But, um, like, I couldn't... Like, my eyesight went blurry, super blurry, almost blind for, like, three days. I did call the emergency room and everyone, and no one seemed, everyone just seemed to chalk it up to really bad blood pressure kind of thing for some reason. Nobody was freaking out. Then I uh, had a spiked fever where I had to go into the emergency room and uh, get my core cool down, and on the monitors I figured out something bad had happened, and, um... And then, uh, right now, too, as I'm talking with you, I, I'm in a uh, shoulder brace with a sling on my left arm because I broke my arm. Broke my humerus, snapped it right in two. Uh, with someone with bone cancer, it's not what you want to do. <laughs> Especially since that particular bone had been operated on from tumors for three four times it's hard to keep track um, <clears throat> so right now I'm in a brace where uh, they believe well they don't they don't know but uh, they're hoping I'm hoping um, that you can put you know your arm in this like immobilizing brace thing that I have on and the bones will uh, find each other and heal back together uh, straight, I don't really give a shit about. Um, 
without surgery I do care about, surgery for me would be very dangerous. Not because the surgery itself is not technically that dangerous. It happens every single day all over the world, I'm sure. It has been for quite some time, I'm assuming. Since the surgery's been conceived of, people break bones all the time. I would bet the humerus gets broken a lot. But anyway, uh, in my particular case, again, because of uh, my body's situation, putting me under is really dangerous. So it uh, could be like a 50-50 proposition of whether or not that uh, I wake up or not from that particular surgery. Um, <clears throat> you might ask yourself, well, how did you break your arm? I guess that's more about what maybe uh, this episode uh, should be about. Um, which, this happened like three weeks ago-ish. Uh, and um, the state of Colorado, because I live in Colorado, is handing out rebates for anyone in the state of Colorado to get a, a rebate for an e-bike. <clears throat> Um, and anyone can uh, sign up for this program. It runs till March, by the way, March 2024. Whoever's listening to this is in the state of Colorado. Anyone can have one. And, of course, they base how much of the rebate you get on on your uh, um, financial and physical situation. And in my particular case, I qualified for the 100%. <laughs> so... Uh, I chose to try to get a uh, rebate for what's called a cargo e-bike, which is, of course, a bike that just has, like, uh, you know, a, couple, a ways a couple baskets on it or whatever, you know, and um, <clears throat> and filled it out and, of course, got it and uh, got this uh, $1,400 rebate. And uh, one of the drawbacks of it here is you have to buy it from a... Uh, um, bike shop in Colorado, which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying they're probably, you know, he went over the country, you probably get better deals. But, um, and then another drawback was, is you could not have the bike shipped to you. You had to go pick it up physically yourself. Well, there was a, uh, bike shop in Buena Vista, Colorado, which is like up in the mountains. It's about, I don't know, two hours, two and a half hours away from me in the heart of the Rockies and um, well, on the way to the heart of the Rockies and uh, that bike shop had done a, its research and found bikes that actually matched the uh, the rebate price for people like me so I only had to pay the sales tax on this $1,400 bike and of course it's fully electric it's also a straight bike but can be fully electric and you know it's really going to open up a uh, quite a uh, it could really change my quality of life. You know, simply the fact that I could go get my own medications. Um, you know, these kinds of simple freedoms for someone in my situation um, is a, is a huge deal. Um, and I also think people should actually be looking into e-bikes. I, it's crazy the technology of them, and uh, it would really if you you know save gas on commutes, stuff like that to work, um, could really help, you know, really maybe, uh, also get some cars off the, the roads kind of deal. Um, so <clears throat> a good friend of mine, <coughs> uh, got me 
picked me up, and we went up into the mountains to pick up my bike. And uh, they also gave you a rebate for a helmet and a lock. I used the lock, did not use the helmet. Um, and I got the bike, and it was on a Thursday. And <clears throat> just so happens on Thursdays, I go to this uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. It was actually started in my studio apartment here during the pandemic. And uh, once the pandemic was over and uh, we had just enough interest of people, we found a location to go rent a space in the downtown Colorado Springs. It's about four miles, five miles away from where I live. And um, <clears throat> and I was hooking up rides to this and, and these kinds of deals. And it's uh, it's actually a... It's called a hybrid meeting now because of Zoom, uh, where people can uh, log on Zoom and, and then all the people are here meeting in person. And we have a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous here in Colorado Springs. It's called Spiritual Nachos. You can look it up on Colorado Springs AA.org, Thursday night, 7 30 p.m. Mountain Time, and all the other information's on there in case anyone wants to join us. Uh, out in the world. And I actually don't think I broke any traditions by any of that information. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, it just so happened that the person that gave would normally give me a ride to the meeting, and I had, a, by the way, I had a key to the meeting <clears throat> to open it up. <clears throat> and um, so I had to get, kind of get to the meeting, but... Uh, so I called up with this person, and normally gives me a ride. And they have a daughter who was sick, and uh, the, the daughter had transferred the sickness to the mom, and couldn't give me a ride to the meeting. Um, which is no big deal. <clears throat> I called another person that normally goes to the meeting, give me a ride. And this person, at the time, was hesitant to even think that they were ever going to go to a meeting again. So they said no, they weren't going to go. <coughs> Sorry. Um, one lung and sleeping on my back a lot has got me fully congested. Um, so anyway, you might think, like, why there's only, like, two people that basically lose me. There really kind of is. Most of it's online. There was a lot of people that uh, were in my, um, came to my st- my studio apartment for the meeting but then when we moved downtown like uh, 80% of the meeting decided to go do something else also uh, spring had hit when we moved too and um, some people in AA get their first kind of spring and uh, start thinking that uh, other outdoor activities are more important I'm not putting these people down it just it happens a lot um, and when you're a new meeting, you really can't handle that kind of hit of uh, attendance. But, you know, we found a place that, because um, every meeting's got to pay its own way. Nobody gets to, uh, A is not for free as a group. A is free for anyone, by the way. But groups have to pay their own way for, you know, be self-sufficient is what it's called, for those who don't know. And we found a place that paid uh, rent for half of whatever we had taken as a sub-tradition. So 
Um, hopefully that continues for us for until we kind of get on our feet. Um, and we're really trying, uh, those of us. Um, anyway, um, so here I was, right here in my studio apartment, had this brand new e-bike, and, uh, you know, everyone said, not everyone, uh, people at the, at the shop, you know, said it's just like riding a bike and all that, and, and, and it is a bike, and it can be a bike. <clears throat> it's got these, like, fat tires. I don't know. Just bikes I've never ridden like that. Plus, this bike goes 28 miles an hour. <laughs> well, I had not ridden a bike in well over 20 years. I can't remember the last time I rode a bike. And I damn sure have never ridden a bike that went 28 miles an hour. Um, but I looked at that bike. And, you know, another thing, too, everyone was happy that I was getting the bike. But everyone, uh, I mean, almost 100% of the people that knew, that knew I was getting this e-bike told me to, uh, you know, learn the thing. Take it easy. You know, be careful. And I had every intention of doing that, too, by the way. I was like, oh, of course, you know, I'm just going to get out here in front of my street and I'm going to, you know, get, get familiar with it. I, I rode it maybe 20 feet. <laughs> That's how much I practiced. Uh, anyway, I'm sitting here with the bike. Uh, also, this like I said, the meeting meets at 7.30 at night, so I've got to get down there, and you know the sun was going down now and, um, here, and so I, I decided, you know, it's, you know, it's God's will. You know, my higher power gave me this, uh, this bike, and I can make it down to the meeting on my own, and I can open up that door, and I can, I'll be fine. And so I got on the bike, and I headed on downtown. Now between my, uh, my, my door, and that and the meeting's door, where I have to kind of go through is an area of Colorado Springs where I live that has all of the pretty much I think all of the homeless shelters. Um, are pretty pretty close, uh, and so at the time, all the homeless people too were like, sun was going down, everybody was going to the homeless shelter, and so, kind of like, masses were walking just across the street and the sidewalks. The real homeless here, I think they just got desensitized and they just kind of this particular area they just kind of walk out into the street for no I don't I don't know why they're not getting hit every day. But anyway, here I am on the bike, and I almost, you know, all this surge of home, heard of homeless people come uh, out of nowhere, and I, you know, oh shit, I don't want to hit them, and so I actually fall down. I normal kind of bike falling down. I wasn't going very fast or anything like that, and I kind of laughed at myself. So homeless people laughed, you know, it was kind of funny, and uh, dusted myself off, and on I went down to the meeting. And I uh, had the meeting, and the one person that said that they may not, uh, you know, they were wondering whether or not they wanted to join AA again and more kind of deal, and they actually showed up at the meeting, and um, it was actually well attended that night. And um, we had a great meeting, you know, cleaned up the meeting, and it's time to go home, and my friend... Uh, 
she said, hey, look, you know, why don't you, why don't we put the bike in my truck and I'll just take you home. And I was like, no, 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 no. Now, of course, it's like 9.30, 9-ish, 9.30 at night, whatever it was. And um, also happened to be like a pretty uh, windy, uh, fallish winter uh, storm kind of thing it hit. No snow, but it was, you know, it was chilly out for like the first time around here, but it was super windy. And, um, and I said, no, 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 no. I fine, you know, I'll go home. I made it like two and a half blocks, three and a half blocks, whatever it was. And, um, <clears throat> went probably full speed <laughs> into a concrete uh, island in between uh, two uh, one-way streets, uh, flipped over the thing, uh, landed pretty landed squarely on my back. Did not smack my head, surprisingly enough. Um, but of course, landed pretty hard. Um, and uh, you know, swore. You know, figured I had fucked up the bike somehow. Um. You know, went to get up, told my arms to, like, move, and my uh, right arm moved up, and my left arm said it moved up, but it wasn't up. And I looked over, and it was just laying on the ground. And I knew that I had broken my arm, worst-case scenario. You know, didn't know how bad, didn't know uh, anything about that. And I <clears throat> went to call 911. And um, anyone out there that has any iPhones that they need, but they don't need anymore, you can send them to me because I need a new iPhone. I just, I have a free uh, cancer phone chip, but it needs to go in Apple products. And I say that to anyone that wants to give me an iPhone because you really can't afford anything. And um, and the battery in my phone is completely toast. It needs to be constantly plugged in and. I uh, went to hit the like the emergency thing that you do, and it immediately died, like right there in front of me. So I'm laid on the ground, and um, I don't know. About five minutes later, luckily a guy drove by and saw me, and he dialed nine one one. And uh, the actually the ambulance was like seconds right around the corner. They got the call, so that's kind of kind of good for me at least. And and um. I immediately knew, too, that <clears throat> I was an idiot. There's a reason why I broke my arm. I was a complete idiot about the whole thing. So anyway, <clears throat> went to the emergency room and thought for certain that I was going to have to have surgery because I didn't know that you could heal bones back together naturally. I, mean, I guess I'm having medicine from, like, the dark ages, I guess. I mean, people have been breaking their bones since on a time um but i guess if you put it in this like you know where where they the, your arm can't move and it's a clean break i guess you can i guess it can i hope let's hope so um but i didn't know that at the time and, and i knew that i was going to have to have some sort of surgery and i knew that the surgery could be the end of me and and uh in this particular time it would be my 55th operation and um and it would be one that because I was an idiot. I have two surgeries on my uh, stomach uh, for 
uh, car surfing accidents of being dumb back when I was a teenager. And, um, and, and then I have, you know, then I would have this one for being dumb, being an idiot. At least I was drunk as a teenager when I was car surfing and ruptured my spleen. Uh, here I was 28 years sober, so I can't say it was because of that. I can't say alcoholism played a role. Now, hear me out. Um, <clears throat> because I didn't know when I got sober uh, about alcoholism. I didn't know that alcoholism is an illness that happens to the person, whether they're drinking or not. I always assumed it was something that just happened to me when I was drinking. And, you know, I didn't understand, too. Uh, I never had the problem because of the style of alcoholic I was. I was just a pig. But most alcoholics in their drinking history had periods where they try to stop or control their drinking. And uh, and a lot of people in the very beginnings of the illness can stop for some time for whatever reason. And then f for no reason at all, they pick up a drink again. And uh, and that's kind of like the, the baffling part about alcoholism for everyone. Like, why would this pe person be choosing to drink again when this damage it just happened so much that they decided to stop drinking and um and so i never had that happen to me because i never stopped but then when i finally did stop um because i physically got was was tied to a bed um then i found out what happened to alcoholics when they stopped drinking and in um the thinking portion of the illness happens and uh, where non-alcoholics never think the way that alcoholics do. And as a matter of fact, non-alcoholics never think about alcohol at all. Um, it's not a problem in any way, shape, or form. Um, but for alcoholics, it's a huge problem of thinking. And, and, and it's a huge problem because the illness has the thinking of the person very personally to try to convince them about this delusion or a lie, or they don't think at all. They just pick up a drink like it's nothing. And once we drink, uh, physically things happen that, again, only happen to alcoholics that don't happen to non-alcoholics. This craving thing hits, and, and off to the races we go. Um, well, anyway, the thinking portion of the disease never stops. And it's very, very insidious. And, and here's where... I believe alcoholism played a role. My my intentions were were nothing but good. You know, wanted to go to have this meeting opened up. Um, you know, looked at this bike that I could never afford that I was given to me in the whole situation where you know I had these rides that. For, for no uh, fault of theirs, couldn't make it um, to give me a ride, to do me a service. It wasn't their job to get me to the meeting. They were just helping me. Uh, and they just, you know, perfect storm of that happened that, that particular night. And I'm sitting there, um, and I don't try to call anyone else or anything else. I'm just like, you know, it's God's will. Now... <clears throat> I believe. God, this is just my belief, and only my belief. No one has to believe this at all. I believe that, I believe in a higher power. I believe in, and I use the word God for that purpose. 
and I believe that this higher power, God, loves me and only loves me and, and wants nothing but love for me. And I believe that my higher power doesn't like teach me lessons through pain or stupidity um, at all. I believe he's actually trying to help me to make sure that I don't have any pain or stupidity in my life. Um, <clears throat> life's going to be life and there's things that happen that I can't control. But there's a lot of things in life that I can't control because I have self-will. And I can choose to, um, you know, choose to make decisions, right? Anyway, um, I, <clears throat> I looked at that and I thought of, of course, all I've been thinking about getting the bike and all that and seeing kind of like finally having the bike and thinking about all the freedom that this bike could mean to me. I mean, I, I literally spend most of my time here in my studio apartment because of my cancer and my inability to really kind of get around on my own. And this is going to really open up a lot of doors for me that could really, again, a slight change in quality of life can change people's attitudes and actions and um, spirit. <clears throat> I completely forgot that I had not ridden a bike in forever. I, of course, again, had never ridden a bike that goes 28 miles an hour. I also was not proficient in any of the, uh, the you know, the mechanics of the bike and anything else. You know, I did read the manual, but that's not really all that good. That's as far as I went. <clears throat> and I had... Again, plenty of people that <clears throat> I believe God put in my life. Uh, again, I also believe that God gave me an opportunity to have this bike. Anyway, not to get too metaphysical on people. But, um, so, I do believe that everyone that, ever, that cared for me told, you know, gave me the message. Take your time, you know doesn't really matter about the situation on a Thursday night. You know, it doesn't change the fact that I still didn't know how to operate this this uh, this bike properly. Or the dangers that could happen if I do not operate it properly. Like, none of that came into my brain. Not even close. Um, instead, I looked at it as, again, it's God's will. I wonder how many bad things in history have happened. That are happening right now, probably, through God's will, through... And I don't believe any of it's God's will. I think it's just our will. And um, God gets blamed for it. You know, when good things happen, we hardly ever get credit to maybe a power greater than ourselves. Hey, and, you know, and I think this intuition, too, is in, in, in all of us, even those of us that may be reading, or not reading, listening to this, that don't believe in, in, a, in a higher power, which you don't have to. Or the term God or, or any of that other stuff. I think even in uh, somebody who's an atheist... Um, has an instinct and um, and they can trust that instinct and I think that instinct it could be the same thing uh, that for them whatever you know that means to them and um, I think it's incredibly personal in a good way um, um, so anyway uh, you know I, I, I had that incident on the way there where I Hardly was moving at all and couldn't navigate the bike and fell down. <clears throat> Should have told me something. 
And then I had the incident uh, where after the meeting, uh, a person who had already told me that they didn't want to be there, but then showed up and, uh, and God bless them. Um, somebody I really enjoy and count as a friend. And um, also saying, hey, look, put the damn bike in the truck. Let's go. Nope, nope, nope. You know, I had all these ways. And of course, because I did not listen to any of this or even pay attention to it or, you know, and I'm lost in self-will, run riot, though I usually don't think so. It's really hard to get through to me, unfortunately, and uh, in, a, in a bad decision-making way. And I went <clears throat> past all of that. And then, of course, found myself in the ER and having to call loved ones and let them know what was going on and, and, um, and scaring people that I, I, I love and, and really went out of the woods on that because of my decision-making, because I was an idiot uh, in, that, in that short span. Now, again, people make mistakes. This isn't about me not ever making a mistake. Uh, or being perfect in some way where I never, you know, make a stupid mistake like this again. Let's hope I don't. At least in this particular case, I've learned my lesson of my decision-making. And it's not about that. It's not about, like, not ever making a mistake. And I understand this was an accident and, and a mistake. Again, I made a mistake. But there was plenty of signs to for me to not make this mistake. And I have found that to be the case in my life a lot upon further reflection um, when I've made colossal blunders um, that were not necessary to be made. Um, so here I am, hopefully, in the shoulder mobilizer till February because... Uh, next month I'll go back and have another x-ray and hopefully the bones are showing healing and that they're connected and then and, and I won't have to have surgery because um, I'm still not kind of out of the woods on that yet. I had uh, uh, an appointment last week that showed that the bones are pretty far apart still, but there are tiny signs of healing on the bones and apparently that's a really good sign, so great. Um, so, you know... I am now sleeping on my couch with all the pillows propped up so I sleep almost at a sitting position to give my arm every opportunity to do its work because apparently gravity is what does this, isn't it? It's weird shit. Um, and getting out of my flatbed was uh, moving my arm around way too much, I believe. <clears throat> so anyway, um, to get back to my point, if there is a point here, <laughs> you probably have stopped listening quite some time ago when you heard what an idiot I was. Uh, <laughs> I had all these signs, all of these uh, intuitions. Um, and I, I don't think I'm alone in this, and I don't think alcoholics are really alone in this. I, I just don't know what normal drinkers do when they want to do something, no matter how detrimental it may be to them they just want to do go do something you know and, and um but for alcoholics there is a term as you know self-will run right though he usually doesn't think so kind of thing and it's that usually doesn't think so that gets me in a lot of trouble 
how do I combat that? Uh, and <clears throat> for alcoholics, again, I have no idea. For normal drinkers, sorry, normal drinkers, if you listen to this. Although I think this works for everyone, though. I don't think... I, but I know it does work for us. Which is a deal called faith with works. Which is an old saying, and people can have faith in, um, in many different things. and you know, But faith alone... It's just faith, and, and uh, it just can be comforting, I'm sure. Uh, but when I do faith with works, and then the works part that I'm asked to do is altruistic, which means I have to get out of myself. It means I have to do some sort of unselfish action for my fellow human beings. In my particular case, uh, my faith with works does have to be with with other alcoholics to get the desired effect that I need. I can have faith with works with non-alcoholics, and that's just called being a good human being. And uh, and that's fine, and that's good, and there's nothing wrong with that, except it doesn't change that thinking that I was talking about in the beginning of this long uh, podcast of that only alcoholics have. It doesn't, as a matter of fact, it makes it worse on me. It makes me think that I am a non-alcoholic and that I can take a drink just like a non-alcoholic can, which is, of course, insane. Um, I cannot. So I have to have faith with works with other alcoholics in the process of doing that. I am shown pretty much 100% of the time, not all the time, but pretty 100%-ish, um, where this terrible thinking is happening, where I want something to happen in my life in a certain way right now, and I don't want to go through a process. Um, and I can fool myself with a good intention and, and, and hide a bad motive and a, a self-seeking motive and a selfish motive and, a, and, <clears throat> and then go make these decisions that aren't very helpful or good. And even as they're falling apart, you would think that I would stop Whatever I was doing and move, you know, I double. I usually double down on it when I'm kind of lost in self, which is a terrible thing to do. You know, um, I guess this week too we got Thanksgiving coming up, so the idea of uh, being grateful and having gratitude and um, for at least the uh, all of America, um, it'd be nice if we thought about that on Friday after Thursday's Thanksgiving too, but sometimes people have a hard time remembering that gratitude is not just on one goddamn day of the year where we stuff ourselves with a shit ton of food we never eat except for that one day. Um, that's got to look crazy to the third world who are struggling to eat. But anyway, <laughs> on that day, we talk an awful lot about family as a country. Just nothing bad, nothing bad about that. Um, we talk an awful lot about gratitude and being thankful um, for our, for what's been given to us. I don't like that. I wish we would do more of being thankful of what we can, can what we're contributing. How, you know, how are we being grateful? You know. There's a guy that I hear it all the time in the meetings of AA, but there's one guy that would say it all the time. 
uh, when I got sober that uh, gratitude's an action word. And um, it's not about that things, you know, if you have things that you're grateful for, great, but what are you doing about these things? You know, um, <clears throat> and I, I, I think we, we have a hard time with that. Uh, I know in my life I've had a hard time with it. I can still, if I choose to, and I'm choosing not to um, today, that's for certain, um, to not do that and stay in the trenches and not punk out in this thing called life. See it through to the end, and it's no longer going to be the bitter end for me. Even if I, <clears throat> by the way, my, my broken arm's not making it... Um, my blood pressure be worse. My blood pressure was bad before it. I probably had a stroke before it. Here's how painful bone cancer is. I don't feel my broken arm at all. <laughs> Not at all. I'm sure it hurts. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. I've got far bigger issues and bones in my body that are killing me. Uh, that are much louder than uh, a broken goddamn arm a broken arm is incredibly annoying super annoying um, but that's all it is and and it's a reminder to where I can laugh at myself at least although I still you know have some moments that are making people that love me pretty uncomfortable because of my action, unfortunately. Um, you know, and I can make amends to them. I don't have to like, oh, I'm really, you know, here's... It's just like, hey, you know, live your life differently. And, um, you know, to, for one thing, I took... Which, you know, of course I took full responsibility for my actions in this particular case. Um, but I, when I say it, because people that are self-centered can, you know, suddenly start blaming God for their stupid decisions. God's will again. And, um, you know, the cry of the Crusaders, God's will, God wills it, that we slaughter all these people that don't believe in this God that we all believe in, that believe, that believes in, I don't know, Jesus, I don't remember telling me to go slaughter anyone, um, for the Christian people out there, of course, and, uh, the, the by the way, if you read, uh, all the other, the text on the other side of that crusade also told you not to slaughter people, <laughs> but man, people read those books and think, it's okay to wipe out this village uh, because God wills it. Oh, those, of course, that's the Crusaders. And just for anybody out there on any sort of crusade, crusades never work. God doesn't will it. Um, but I've heard that so much of, you know, not only my own life, but people around me. My dad was big on this, like, you know, somehow God has conspired to ruin his life. Not, you know, he had no, he played no role in it. Just, just a bunch of coincidences where him being miserable was the deal. Um, and I don't want to live that way. I can't live that way. Living that way is miserable. I'd rather live with contentment. And I'd rather live with a muscle working in my body that has me think of my fellow humans and what can I do today to be of service as opposed to what can someone do for me? Um, I, I'd rather do that. I'd rather 
be able to look over at my dog who's sleeping right now and watch her, you know, deep, deep breathing during her sleep and smile because my brain is fucking quiet as opposed to it thinking. When my brain thinks about me, it's not quiet. When my brain thinks about other people, my brain is quiet. And God's always had my back. Um, So anyway, this is episode 23 of So You're Gonna Die. The Lucas Raymond episode. Some people should look up some of his uh, highlights on YouTube. He's a young guy. He's got a lot of talent. I think he's a little injury prone because he's a little small for the NHL. Uh, I hope you enjoyed also, and if you've heard any of the music in the back of this thing and that you've actually heard me. Um, because my Apple Music played that uh, Spoons album and then it's playing songs since then that it would think a Spoon fan would want to hear. And I think they've been right all the way through it. All right, everybody. We'll see how much I get back into the habit of this thing. Um, And I hope everybody, if I don't get into the habit of this thing this week, everybody that listens to this does have a great Thanksgiving. And of course, everyone should follow uh, like they did on the first Thanksgiving, uh, the Detroit Lions game. You know, I didn't even give everybody a highlight of what was going on in sports world. The University of Michigan's getting the shaft, but they're about ready to give the shaft to everyone else because they're going to win the national championship. That's right, I said it. The Ohio State week, the game week, and I just said they're going to win the national championship. I am not jinxing shit. They're pissed and they're going to go do the job. The Lions, holy shit. The Lions are doing amazing. And, um, sorry, somebody was calling me. Um, Pistons make me hate the NBA. Holy crap, are they bad. And um, the Red Wings are going to battle for a playoff spot, but it's going to be a rough one. Uh, so we're all we're all caught up now. Oh, and uh, college basketball has started. We're not caught up. We're going to... Uh, University of Michigan basketball men's are going to be entertaining... Hopefully make the March Madness. Uh, I do follow University of Kentucky basketball. They're, they're going to be good. They're gonna, definitely going to make the tournament. And uh, University of Michigan women's basketball. Uh, I think they're going to make the tournament this year. They're, they're actually very entertaining so far. They had a, their first loss of the season yesterday. And then the University of Michigan's hockey team is, uh, damn, the Big, the big Ten uh, is really tough in hockey. Um, so it's going to be a slugfest the entire year. Um, so we'll see how that... They're, they've got a lot of injuries, unfortunately, um, right now. So there you guys go, too. Just exactly what you guys wanted to hear. Um, so anyway, talk to everyone next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>